listeners, welcome into Keithness Craft Collective's November, where I talk about wool and all things woolly every day in November to promote and encourage the use of wool. I was going to say in the UK, but everywhere in the world to keep our sheepy friends in business and to love the wool that you've got or the wool that you want. Today's prompt is stash. Now, I'm going to gather, I'm going to take a guess here, that pretty much every single one of you has got some kind of stash. Now, some of you might be new knitters, <laughs> or you might be extremely disciplined <laughs> and you've never been to a yarn fest with me. Or you might just, that's the way you rock and roll, you've only got pretty much what you're working on and possibly a couple of leftover balls and maybe a couple of something on the horizon. You don't have a massive stash, it could fit into a bag and I'm talking like a carrier bag. Or maybe you're like some people that you see, not me, and you have pretty much an entire shop's worth of yarn. Or maybe you're somewhere in between. I'm very much a little bit more than a bag, but nowhere near as much as a shop. I have got a bike box. It came with bike wheels, I think, or a bike quite a while ago, and it was hunt bikes. It must have been the wheels. And it's quite a reasonable size. So I says, I'm having that, and that is what my stash lives in. Now, I do have a couple of other tubbies that have like the acrylic um, baby yarns in that they're separate and then I've got a little sort of bag where I've got my fleece for spinning in. Uh, I've got a Hebridean fleece that has been carded and not yet spun and then I've got an Ikea bag that's got some cones in it. So I would say that I have a decent stash. I'm very uh, lucky to have so much of the yarns and wools, but I, at this moment, don't really want any more. Um, I'm trying to knit through some of it, and I actually love going through my stash. I keep a lot of mine together. Um, some people like to have their wool stash organised in either colours or weights or projects or whatever or maybe they're just as it gets bought it just gets put in and it's whatever rocks your boat there's no right and no wrong obviously if it's more organized then it's actually much easier to work but that's with everything isn't it listeners if you have a filing system and you know how to do it and you stick to your filing system then you're good but um I tend to have mine in project bags of what I'm going to make and stuff that keeps gets kept together. So the baby yarns all is in a tub and the cones are all together and then I've got different project bags because I do have a lot of project bags, different sizes, some carrier bag sizes, some tubs. Um, like fabric tubs that I've made and um, some lovely little tiny bags because you have different sizes of projects so you need different sizes of bags and of course I sew so I have sewed <laughs> so I sew 
Is that not um, a song? So, a needle pulling thread, that was it. And I love going through my stash. It gets frustrating with mine if what I want is at the bottom or I can't find it because it's been put in the wrong bag, which is where you should maybe do a little bit of organisation, Louise. Um, but if you ever feel like in a funk when you're, when oh, I've lost my knitting mojo, I just, or don't know what to knit next, I love going through my stash and going, oh, oh, this is nice. Oh, yes, I remember why I bought this yarn. This is going to be, um, well, I bought some Countess of Blaze BFL and Masham yarn. And I just bought one skein. And it is going to be a fox hat from Ellen. Twins of Ellen. He does the pattern for a retreat that I, I, she came to years ago. And I've never yet made it, but I really love it. And it comes, there's a, a fox jumper as well. Now, I really like the owl's cable jumper. So I think that we maybe could have a fox cable jumper too. I think it's just a child size though, so I'll have to shrink a bitty. <laughs> but um, Kind Ellen gave me the pattern and I have the yarn. And it's, it reminds me then of people. And we're coming back round in a circle again for what I keep harping on about. It's often the crafty friends that you have or the crafty businesses that you know. And that is how um, my podcast kind of trundles along. It's talking about all my friendly people. So how do we look through the sort of start of my stash there just to find out what exactly I had to talk to you about today. And instead of rummaging and going, oh, that's, I can't remember the name of it and I can't find the label. I did this in advance because there would have been a lot of rustling. So I have got a four balls of some pattern moorland dk and this is in a tweedy purple and sorry listeners i had to stop for sneezing there <laughs> rummaging through the stash has made me sneeze it was all the dust and um dust i was going to say stir but there's not actually any stir so some of these yarns have been given to me from somebody else's stash, like they, the one I've just mentioned, the Pat and Moorland. That came from somebody's stash and I think that they had cats. So I might actually just pass that on because I don't know whether I'll ever be able to knit with it. There was a, a ball of crochet cotton, and I know we're not talking about cotton this month, but uh, from the same stash and I can't, I just start sneezing when I use it. And it's like, you can't really wash through the yarn before you get it. Well, you can, but it's really awkward. And then you've got to actually make sure that it's not going to fall apart or start knotting when you're washing it. So you do have to work with it first. So, uh, yeah. But it's in a body lilac and maybe I'll pass it on to my mum. She's not allergic to cats. <laughs> um, I've got a sock on the go, which is in... West Yorkshire Spinner and um, that uh, does have a blend, it does have nylon in it but it's a BFL I do seem to have quite a decent scalp of BFL in that stash there as well I've got quite a lot of merino I've got a little bit too much superwash merino for my liking now that I know what they do with that and also unmulesed merino so I shall be considering 
the next time when I see the merino and think, I love you, merino, because they're really pills. So what do you do with all the merino apart from shawls? And I've already got two big drawers of shawls. I have a stash of woolly shawls. You suppose you can never have enough, can you? Because you need lots and lots of different colours of shawls. Um, I have got a lovely project bag full of Carl Fehler Neura, Neura yarn. It, again, is a blend. It's got linen in it as well as wool. Um, and I found a ball of Zerber Ball. And it's, again, a wool blend. And some of the wool, it doesn't say what make it is, it just is pure wool. And I think that was the way of, they used to mix stuff together or they just didn't know what it was because it just came from the mill and became, it was wool. But in some point in the past, nobody cared as such what it was. I think maybe this is more of uh, the past 20 years maybe that people are actually quite interested and insistent on knowing what type of wool it is. And I think that's fine because we like to know where our stuff comes from. And certainly been able to support the things like Hardwicks who are um, starting to decline. So then you could say, well, I'm going to buy some Hardwick. And then that'll help that Hardwick industry. Uh, I've got my lots of Shetland yarns, some Jameson, some Jameson and Smith, and some just Shetland... Um, unbranded or from a dyer that is um, dyed fleece and then I've spun it up um, and I've got Teasdale and this was from Yarn Garden oh lovely Louise and George and I got a pattern for it and I think it is the Glasgow Deer Green Space so that's quite a long time ago when I got that so however you keep your stash and where you keep it is important. We always have to make sure there's no moths so there's a big bag of lavender that gets punt punted about. And I'm quite happy because I like the smell of lavender. I don't mind the smell of cedar, but I don't really like the smell of mothballs. I'm very, very fortunate, touch wood, that they don't hear this, that my house, the moths are wood moths, not wool moths. They seem to not be bothered, thankfully. Because we do get moths in the house, but they don't seem to be the woolly-eating kind of moths, thankfully. Oh, it's a horrible thought. Because it is a lot of money that's sitting there, because over the years, the yarn that I've taken in does cost money. And the way I look at when I'm buying something, consider what I'm doing, and can I afford it? Yes, I can. And... It makes me happy. Sometimes it makes me happy for quite a long time sitting in the stash. And then when it's made into its final product or its product and then gets taken out because you can reuse it, it makes me even happier. Because I've rummaged around and I found a skein of yarn there that I bought in the island of Paris. And it's merino, hand dyed by somebody that lives in the island of Paris. It doesn't say who by on the label. But it's beautiful colours, blues, yellows, greens, and I'm going to make it into a woolly worm head hat. I can make hats out of Maria. So listeners, take care of your stash, be proud of your stash, don't let it overwhelm you. And remember, if it is overwhelming you, 
sit down and write a plan out and then stick to your plan. And I shall speak to you tomorrow.